Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. Um, so, I guess, guys, welcome back to another episode of, I don't really know what we're calling this yet, the LF show for now, but I think it needs a better name. I'm not really a big fan of that. And today we have on Jake here. So, Jake, before we kick off, why don't you just tell you know everyone a little bit about yourself, and then you know we can jump into some stuff. Yeah, so uh, my name is Jake. Um, I live uh, in Ohio, Ohio State. Well, I, when the uh, virus isn't going around, but uh, I'm a marketing major, so um, I played football all through high school, um, freshman year of college, and then um, had a slip disc in my back and broke my neck, so I kind of had to hang it up, but... Um, I can never get away from it, so... Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Um, so, yeah, you know, before we, you know, start off about, you know, any questions or anything you have, so just so people know, um, Jake was on the actually first one I did um, a couple weeks ago. Now, that one never got posted because the audio got super messed up and the video, like, the file was corrupted, something happened. So some of the stuff me and Jake have already talked about. Uh, the good thing is a lot of the questions he had about coaching and stuff, though, popped up again last week, so I covered a lot of that already. Um, so I don't really know, again, what we're going to talk about, but we'll kind of just figure it out as we go. Um, so um, the first thing I kind of wanted to see, so Jake, so if you're in Ohio, are you a Cleveland fan, or what are you? Yeah, I'm a Browns fan. Well, unfortunately, for the last 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> So then, like, are you, um, what's your take on Baker Mayfield? Um, so, I mean, he showed a lot of promise his rookie year. Um, for the pieces he had around him at the time, I thought that he was in a good position, uh, for his rookie campaign, uh, in terms of production and, uh, uh, like potential to be a right good quarterback. Last year, I think expectations were just set way too high. Yeah. Um, with all the picks, uh, like with the Jarvis, the Odell, um, and then everyone on the defensive side, Olivier Vernon, Sheldon Richardson, all those guys on the other side of the ball. So I think uh, Baker. I, I'm I'm pro Baker personally. I know people in, uh, like Browns fans that are starting to like turn on him already, which is what we've done the last. 30 quarterbacks we've had over the last two decades. Right. <laughs> but uh, I, I like him. I, I think last year a uh, big problem was, I mean, they filled it, hopefully they filled it in this draft, but the old line was yeah. causing problems for him in the first six, seven games of the season, and he never was really able to get settled into the pocket and make good throws. Yeah. And then on top of that, he had, there's a compilation on Twitter that went around of him throwing, I think, six or seven picks that were either dropped, receivers gave up on routes, or were just tipped or something by yeah. the receiver, so I, I think Baker will definitely have a better year, now that he's got Case Keenum, like a veteran backup, um, to kind of guide him through, because he definitely took the year off last year, I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to defend him and say that nothing was his fault, I mean, he definitely wasn't making great throws uh, down the stretch of the season, but... Um, I think this third year, I, I'm pretty confident he'll be in a better position to succeed. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I've, like, kind of since day one, I've been a Baker hater. Um, I just, I've never, 
there's like things that like I liked about him that he was kind of like cocky. He did his own thing. I liked that side, but at the same time, like I think there was a difference between like cocky and like throwing other people under the bus or making excuses and that kind of stuff. So he kind of like towed like this really fine line for me. And then at like some point last year, I kind of just switched and I was like, I don't like Baker. Like the whole Brown swagger thing. Like I just I wasn't a big fan of it. You know, normally my quarterbacks, I've always like the same kind of quarterback and that's just because like I'm a Peyton Manning fan so yeah. it's like I like I like six foot five quarterbacks that don't talk a lot that can be funny when you ask them questions but you know like don't have a ton to say I just think you know it you know works better um so but that's again that's just me coming from being a Colts fan and having Peyton Manning for the year so like I like guys more like you know taller guys like Peyton Big Ben you know from this year you know say like the Justin Herbert um, but like some of the smaller guys, like you know Baker, Kyler Murray, um, and just some of the other smaller quarterbacks, even Russell. Like I didn't watch him a ton in college, so I didn't know a lot about him. But I've just never liked smaller quarterbacks in the NFL, just because I think you know with I would much rather rather have a quarterback that can see you know six inches above the O line, or at least be on the same height as the O line, rather than guys that you know if you're Baker's height and they're trying to draft guys around him, and you know they get a big um, I don't know how tall the the tackle is they took with that what twelfth pick or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know exactly. I think he's like six five somewhere around there. Yeah, and that's that's kind of my thing is like Baker, like he's not fast enough to be to get out and move and like you know he's not Russell Wilson fast for that size. Yeah, he's not Kyler Murray fast. So it's like he's got to stay in the pocket because he has a, you know a good arm. But at the same time, it's like how the hell do you see over? you know, some of these other guys. So that's kind of part of, you know, there's just a lot of things about yeah. it that I've never been a fan. But like, Yeah, I'm on the same page as you. Like, I'm a big pocket passer guy. Like, I'm not a, I, I'm not a huge fan of Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I'm not really a big Kyler Murray guy because I just, I mean, Lamar Jackson's about 20 extra pounds for being a running back at this point. I really don't think he, had, I mean, he's got a decent enough arm to get him by, but... I, I feel like he's just such a run-heavy quarterback, and he's got the height to see over the O-line. He's got the ability to hit a dude that's downfield. Like, he's he had Mark Andrews as a safety blanket all last season. So, like, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Lamar, just even though, I mean, division aside, I mean, not a big uh, Lamar guy. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, like, I when I lived out in uh, Massachusetts, we had Tom Brady, so yeah. uh, it's kind of hard to... Um, like anything else than what uh, you see from Tom where he's just so consistent he can hit those uh, real short passes when he needs to and then he can open up his arm if need be but uh, yeah I get what you're saying I know Baker's on the shorter on the shorter, shorter side shorter side, and people don't like him I mean I was at school when Ohio State lost he spiked the flag right on yeah. the stadium they were like right at midfield so uh, I definitely get it but uh I just, I just see Baker as being a guy that we can actually move forward with. And, I mean, he's been here longer than any of our other tenured quarterbacks since, yeah. I think, Derek Anderson. So, yeah, um, got to stick with him. Yeah. Yes, I don't want to have to reset for the 30th consecutive time. Yeah, that's fair. Kind of just take a guy and yeah. move forward with him instead of bailing out. But, I don't know. So, how do you think you guys did during the draft this year? I was happy. I wanted, obviously, our three big... Uh, 
issues that we had, in my opinion, were at the O-line, we need a D-tackle, and then I think I think a tight end was big because Njoku was hurt all last year, and it was just a bunch of guys they were just plugging in, like Demetrius Harris. Yeah. Um, and then I think we needed to stir up safety, which I think that Del Pitt out of LSU, not bad, but I really wanted that Andrew Thomas or whatever at the 10 spot, but he 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 got taken at four. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was really looking forward to him, but this was a really good O line class, so I'm really not too I'm not going to complain too much with Jedrick Willis. And then, I mean, our defensive tackle group was really Ogan Joby and uh, Sheldon Richardson for like pretty much all season. So taking Jordan Elliott at the in the third round, I think, was a good yeah snag. And then a big one, I thought. I mean, we had to get another alignment, but the Donovan Peoples Jones at six. Yeah. Before the season, he was a projected first or second round line uh, receiver, and he's just another weapon to add to Baker. And then got another tight end in that uh, they kid out of uh, FAU or whatever he's from. Um, so I, I think we did well. I mean, the uh, some of the draft analysts had us at an A plus, which I mean, I said it was an at least an A minus draft because we really didn't mess around with anything that we didn't need. We got our O line. Okay. Hopefully we got our O-line worked out. Um, our D-line, we have arguably some of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Yeah. Um, just more pressure. And then we got Adrian Claiborne uh, this uh, offseason, so it's just more pressure. I mean, yeah. Miles, we freed up. I mean, he's a top three, pat, top three, top five pass rusher in the league, so if you can free him up, the better you, your chances will be. Yeah. So, I mean, I was pretty happy. Um, the thing that I was starting to get worried about was that they were going to just start trading out of 10 and go after someone like, uh, I don't I don't even know who they would have gone after, Trent, Trent Williams or whatever out of uh, Washington. Yeah. What, who the Niners traded for? Yeah. Yeah, that was the big thing. If we were trading out of 10 or if we didn't take a lineman, it was almost a, for sure that we were going to go try to get after him. But yeah. I... I would much rather have a guy that you can mold to an offense than a vet that might not be accustomed to what we run. Yeah, that makes Especially sense. Especially if you have Thomas around the facility at all times. It's just such a big help. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I was, um, I think Colts, like, we, I was super happy with our defense last year, but, like, I thought all of our biggest things were all, like, offense. So, like, I was never really sold on Marlon Mack as number one. Uh, I was never sold on Jacoby Brissett. And I yeah, think I think yeah. T.Y. is a great number two, a really good number two, like a Jarvis Landry two to an OBJ. But I think we still needed a big receiver, someone that can go up and catch high balls. I was really not happy that we didn't re-sign Ebron. I kind of like Ebron more than... Um, Oh, what what is his name? Oh, I had it in my head a second ago. Jack Hunter, Hunter Henry. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. Jack Doyle. I liked. Jack Doyle. I, yeah, I liked Ebron more than Jack Doyle, so I was kind of sad that we moved on from that. But like, I thought all of our issues were offense, and then we added DeForest Buckner, and then after that, you know, we got Jonathan Taylor. We got a new backup in Eason, who who knows if he's going to be the guy in a couple years, and then. 
Yeah. Uh, then we also got Pittman Jr., who is a pretty tall guy. So, I don't know. I don't – I'm again, receivers are kind of one of those things I've never – I don't know a ton about receivers and stuff. So, when I see, like, the main guys – like, the one guy I was, like, really sold on was, like, C.D. Lamb. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's just not my area. Receiver off the board. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. I thought, you know, they were going to be – he was going to be the first one to go. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's good for the Cowboys for picking him up. But, yeah, like, I thought the Colts had a sick draft. We signed a kid from Red Deer, which is the town over from me, uh, this kid that played at a, a university right next door. So it was cool to see a Canadian kid go to the Colts. And the Colts actually picked a lot of linemen out of Canada over the past couple of years, which is interesting. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, we had a sick draft. The Texans got worse by getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins. The Titans are still doing really nothing. Like, they're there, but, like, you're, they're not, like, really there. I don't think yeah, Tannehill's yeah, still going to yeah. be the guy. I know, true, yeah. You know? And then it's, like, Jacksonville. They had two good years of a defense, and now it's, like, rebuild again. So yeah. I think we got a lot of talent. If, like, if we can get, like, one year out of Phillip to kind of just, like, turn it on. And you know, and see what we can do. We can probably make it to, hopefully, you know, AFC Championship. It's again, it's going to be really tough. Now you got because with like Lamar and you know Patrick and stuff, but it still hurts that we can never get anything done with luck. Yeah, I'm not sold on uh, Lamar in a playoff game just yet. To be yeah. quite honest, I mean, dude had a number one seed and absolutely played. I know a couple of my friends are. Sold on Lamar, which I can't blame him because I mean he's a really athletic guy. I mean I can't take that away from him. Just that playoff, uh, playoff uh, clutch gene isn't there yet. Yeah, I know. But, uh, like, so would you yeah. would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Lamar Jackson? I mean, I if I want to be unbiased, I would. I want to be unbiased here. But just coming from the way I like my quarterback, yeah, I I would like a Baker just the way he plays. Um, if if quarterback type aside, I would no take way. Lamar uh, just because he has another like a completely other dimension that he can give yeah. you, and defenses have to prepare for it every week. Yeah, I don't know the no. the the kind of the way I look at it is like. If you're comparing, like, say, Baker Mayfield to Lamar Jackson, and it's like, okay, Lamar Jackson is really good because he's multidimensional, so they have to guard multiple things. They have to guard the read option at the same time. They have to guard the passing game, right? And with Baker, yeah, he has a better arm right now. But the way I see it is, like, Lamar can get a better arm if he's consistent over the next little bit, and he can improve his passing game. Baker's not getting faster. Speed is like I don't think speed is something yeah. you can teach. It's something you have. Like, yeah, he can trim down a bit, but like I don't think there's a way that he'll ever get to be fast enough, like a Russell Wilson type, that will really like get him on wow. even. I, you know, I I think in five years, I think Lamar Jackson will probably be farther ahead than Baker Mayfield. That's if Lamar doesn't get hurt from like the running stuff. So you never know that with like the running soft quarterbacks, like how well it's gonna work long term like it could be yeah I mean his backup, his backup is a testament to that he yeah. has RG3 as his backup mm-hmm. we all know what happened that dude is basically a Lamar Jackson with a better arm that just he never knew when to slide and Lamar yeah. still hasn't figured that one out yet but uh in terms I mean it would be 
I get what you're saying with the whole Baker thing. Where the Browns are at right now, I'd much rather be with Baker where the Browns are at now than have Lamar where the Ravens are at now, if that makes sense. Just yeah. we have such a more dynamic run game with Kareem. We got Nick Chubb who is just, I mean, I shouldn't say slept on. People are well aware he can run, but I, I think Baker's mobile enough to like still leave defenses at least somewhat worried. Like He's not constricted strictly to the pocket. Like He's able to at least scramble and get a couple if he needs to, but yeah. uh, I'm looking at that Ravens team, and the defense is, I think the defense is aging. I yeah. really see no threat other than Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. You got Mark Ingram and Lamar, but other than that, like, it, I, it's not really there for me. I'm not yeah. really seeing a whole thing, and I, I mean, all the Browns need to do is win the division. I don't I, I don't. I don't see how you can't at least take one from Baltimore every year because I think Cincinnati's still irrelevant with, even with Joe Burrow. I mean, they really don't have a whole lot of there other than AJ Green. They yeah. have two thousand yard receivers, but their defense is still suspect. Um, the Steelers. I don't know if they really moved up in the draft so much. I don't know what they really did in the draft at all. Yeah. Um, so where the Browns are at, I think we're in a good spot comparatively to the rest of the division. And I think anyone who wins the Super Bowl is coming out of the AFC because you're looking at, I mean, I'm not going to get ahead and say that the Browns are a favorite to win because we all know what happened last year. They were like 8-1 <laughs> to one odds or some, some crazy yeah. number like that and can't even make a playoff push. But uh, you're looking at Kansas City, Baltimore probably, and then that's about all you have out of the AFC. Maybe Cleveland, depending on what happens. So you got two of the best teams coming out of the AFC. And then the NFC, you got probably Tampa, maybe Green Bay. The Colts out of the AFC, again, maybe. It uh, just depends on how Phillip performs. He's getting down to the end of his life cycle. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm just – the draft definitely gave me some optimism. Yeah. It made me believe that the uh, Browns front office is totally – isn't totally incompetent. Yeah. But uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I, I kind of think that as far as when I look at it, I kind of look at who's going to win the division and then who's going to grab those two wild card spots. So yeah. I think Colts will win their division. Um, even if Phillip's not, if Phillip has a rough year, Jacoby has been good enough to get him close to the playoffs. So yeah. with a couple more weapons on offense now, I think Jacoby by himself could get him into the playoffs. So I see oh, yeah. Colts, Chiefs. I still see Baltimore over Cleveland. And then what division am I missing? Um, uh, you're still north, AFC North. So that's a toss-up, I think. I think Buffalo, maybe. I don't know if the Jets are done that's anything. A thing. Yeah, uh, so it's like... The Dolphins still out there. And then this will be a big test for Belichick to see if he can win without Brady, which I'm sure... Yeah. He, I mean, Matt Castle started when Brady went down... They went 10-6, and six, so... Yeah, so it's like, I don't know. I, I kind of see if those are, like, the division leaders, I see those two wildcard spots going to, like, maybe a Tennessee if they can, you know, stay consistent. And and then maybe something like a Chargers or... Again, I'm not really 100% sure. I think Cleveland can definitely make the playoff, but I don't know. It's like, sometimes it's just crap what division you're in compared to, like, you look at, again, like, you know, the AFC North now, and it's like, 
uh, you know, like, Bills are... I, I like Josh Allen, personally. Um, again, but he's, like, my stereotype quarterback. Like, I wish the Colts had Josh Allen right now. Like, super tall, good in cold weather, can take a hit, massive arm. That's, like, what I like. That's what I want a quarterback. Yeah, I... It, 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 it'll be interesting, because, I mean, there is a big... Uh, I think there's a big discrepancy between conferences. I think even though Brady switched to the NFC, I still think the NFC got weak. So it'll be. I mean, the AFC South, the AFC South will be a battle through, uh, um, through and through. Yeah. The AFC West will be. T- Ugh. I think that. Uh, I think the Chiefs will probably outright win that AFC West. Um, but that AFC. I mean, the AFC North. People are. I mean. Pittsburgh's been a powerhouse in the North for yeah. years, and now they're—I don't know what they are because they have no real future at the quarterback position. Yeah. So I, it'll be interesting to see. I—I I really wanted Jacoby to Brissett to succeed, like make a playoff push in uh, in Indy when they sent him away because I—I yeah. I really like the way he plays. He's a like good stature, like he's a he's got everything I'd want in a quarterback, but I think they were fighting to the playoffs to like week fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Like he he's capable. He just needed a few pieces. Um and I think they would have been good. I like Jacoby Brissett, so even if Phillip doesn't pan out, they still got uh like you said, the Eason kid and then I don't know. It'll be uh, it, it's a toss up yeah. uh coming out of that AFC South and North to me. I mean, I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible, but it's hard not to uh, at least be a little excited with all the talent you see just yeah. littered all over the offensive and defensive side. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I, I've been saying that the Colts were going to at least come to the AFC Championship for like the past six years. Like, So it's like, I'm not one to be, everyone knows if you follow my page about like the, sh- the stuff I post about the Colts, so... I'm not biased at all. I think they're going to win their division and make it far, but I don't, again, who really knows what's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, so why don't we, you know, do you have any, I know we talked a lot last time about coaching, but obviously no one got to see that. So do you have any other questions that you thought of that you'd kind of like to talk about for a bit? Um, I mean, I don't think I have any questions no? as of now. Um, yeah, I don't think so, No? No? Okay, that's all good. Um, okay, I got one for you then. So, if you could change one thing in the uh, NFL, I saw a post about it today about some stuff that has been banned um, by the league. What would be the one, maybe two things that you would bring back? Goes as far as like colored cleats, colored visors, um, you know, different colors of uniforms and helmets and face mask styles allowed and all that kind of stuff. So, like, what would be the the things that you miss the most that you think? you know, should be allowed back. So, a big thing that I've always thought was kind of a little weird, at least, like, just to be as... just to be as uh, neutral as possible without being a little uh, aggressive about it. Uh, The big thing for me is, like, the customization that players are allowed to have is so limited. Yeah. Like, just in terms of cleats, like, they have the, don't they have the uh, players, like, custom week where you can wear whatever you want in terms of cleats? Yeah, my cause, my cleats. 
Yeah, where it's like with just the charity. I I just don't understand. Like if even if you're only give if the league's only permitting you to wear a specific color or specific brand, yada yada. I, I, I don't I can't buy that um, I can't buy that people wouldn't at least be making because this whole thing's just about money for these guys yeah. in the big picture I mean everyone loves the game and all that these guys just want a lot of these guys are just in it just to make money and get out so you would think a big a big thing that at least some big companies like some Adidas even like a Reebok or something they they could sign these huge lucrative deals with like Nike or, or I'm, I'm sorry the NFL to uh, like allow these uh, players to wear whatever they want have custom shoes just to get their brand out because you're sitting looking at the NBA you got the Kawhi Leonard with the New Balance yeah um, everyone in the NBA has their own shoe deal so I, I just can't buy that people and I get that it's a big uh, partnership with uh, Nike in the NFL, but like at the same time, you're sitting there, and the NFL could be just making I'm just a infinite amount more money if uh, they're making these big deals with uh, these other Under Armors and Adidas and so on. Yeah, and I mean that doesn't mean that you that Nike isn't limited to do the same thing. I mean. Um, I get that these that Nike is just the top dog in the industry, but they already have the jerseys, they already have the uniforms, so I don't understand why uh, these other companies aren't reaching out and saying, hey, can't we get a little piece of this market Right. and at least show our cleats off? Because, I, I mean, I wore Under Armour cleats through high school, and I liked them. I, I liked them more than any un- oh, yeah. uh, Nike cleat that I've ever worn, so... Hmm. It's just a little interesting to me. I think if they could customize the cleats a little bit, I think people would be more interested. And I mean, it'd bring more people in because yeah. it wouldn't be just strictly about football. A lot of people, like when you're looking at the Super Bowl, you're looking at people who are watching it just for the commercials. You can get a huge audience just to that are into like the fashion and whatnot. Yeah. Bring them into the market. Just have them looking at the uh, like the cleat design. Just different things push their brand. So. That's the one thing that I have always been sitting there and just wondering why that's not a thing. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the the big things for me... Um, so, I kind of sit in the middle ground of that where I'm okay with anyone wearing any brand they want. If players, I think, like, it should be where players are allowed to make their own deals as far as, like, if they're an Adidas guy or a Nike guy. I'm okay with all that kind of stuff. And, like, players already do have those kind of deals. Um, but... Yeah, the one thing I don't like, and I've never liked in the NBA either, is I don't like colored cleats. Um, Like, I just find it, like, so frustrating just watching it. Like, if I'm watching LeBron and the Lakers are wearing, you know, like, their normal, let's just say their, you know, their home, and they're doing, like, purple and gold. And then if LeBron is wearing, like, a bright orange, you know, version of his shoe or, like, a bright... Um, he's done some other like pastel colors and stuff of his newer ones. I just think like when I see like the players wearing different, everyone wearing different colored cleats that don't match with the uniforms, I just like see it's so frustrating. And so like yeah. I'm I'm perfectly okay with like the my cause my cleats. That's a really cool initiative. I think players should be allowed to wear whatever brands they want. 
um, and show off the logos and stuff. I don't see that as a big deal, but I do still like that there's like color restrictions. I think the color restrictions have to be going with the uniform. Um, but I don't know. I was, but see, I was always a Nike cleat guy. Um, I always wore, I wore Under Armour cleats for, um, most probably up until Bantam, which is like grade eight, nine. And then the cleats I had, I had two pairs of Under Armour cleats. I got one brand new pair that the, it had like this like suede material on the top. And the first day of practice, someone stepped on it and ripped the cleat, like the entire toe off the cleat. And then, so right after that, I got another new pair of Under Armour cleats from a local place. And the back wore down around where my ankle was so fast with like the foam padding that it really started to bug out my ankles. And then I switched over to Nike. I found them way more comfortable. They were way better for my feet. Um, like Under Armour's, I had to wear a 13 to get to fit my feet, but the Nikes were wider, so I wore a 12 and a half, so they fit better in that way. Um, at the time, there were, I was wearing like a Nike, like mid-level cleat. It was like nothing special. But then I switched over to um, the Vapor Carbon, um, and that's because I hurt my ankle. I, I don't remember what I did to it, but then I started wearing um, ankle braces. And then so I switched over to a Vapor Carbon with an ankle brace instead of a high Nike cleat. And I found that to be, like I had all the like the comfort and the lightness of the Vapor Carbon with the support of the ankle brace. It was like a perfect marriage for me. And then at the very, very end, they came out like super late in their season. I So I barely even got to wear them at all was then Nike came out with the Lunar Beast. Oh, um, yeah, I had a pair of the Lunar Beast. That's yeah. what they gave out a mount. Yeah, and so, like, I love those. Those were sick. Um, they were super light, really nice cleat, and, like, I love the colorway and stuff, so then those were really good as well. So, like, I switched over, and I've been kind of Nike ever since then, like, looking at some new stuff. I wish they sent me stuff, but they don't. Um, yeah. You know, but there's nothing I can, again, I can try and reach out as much as I want, but it's, you know, it's not getting anywhere. Um but yeah, so that's kind of the big thing for me is I've always been a Nike guy. The things that I would like to see change though is like, I don't understand why they can't wear a different colored base helmet with jerseys. Like, I don't understand why like they're allowed to like wear, you know, like Green Bay and stuff for say, so yeah, like Green Bay's like old school uniforms are so ugly, but the fact that they can't wear that brown helmet with the uniform, they have to wear you know, the yellow one, I just, like, don't understand, like, what's the point if, like, they're allowed to, like, take off the decals and change the color of the face mask and wear with, like, these old school jerseys, but they're not allowed to change the color of the helmet, like, I just don't understand it. Yeah. My, uh, my guess for that, I mean, if I had a guess, it would just be that if you're looking at the overseas, uh, viewership, people might not recognize, uh, or even, uh, even, like, a domestic viewer, that isn't like super uh, into like the deep football history of it. Yeah. The only real way that you're looking at it is you can recognize the helmet, and then that's all you know. If you're a casual watch viewer and you see a brown helmet, and you're like, I, I don't know what team this is. No. Which I, I'm still on your side. Like I, I agree. It, it makes no sense. Some of the, some of the rules in place, I just blow my mind. But um, why they're even considered but um yeah that's that's my only guess for that yeah yeah you know I, I never actually thought of it that way so that's actually interesting but like 
I don't know, part of the thing that I think makes it worse is so, like, you know when when you go into Madden and you're playing against someone and you spend, like, at least five to ten minutes, like, making your jersey? Like, I would have no idea, if it wasn't for Madden, about, like, every throwback jersey that every team has with all these different yeah. cool helmets and all these, like, combinations they can make. And then when, you know, like, again, I, if they're wearing a combo from the 60s, I wouldn't know about that unless it was for Madden. So then it's, like, I kind of wish, like, I don't wish they didn't have it in Madden, but I just think that's kind of the fault of it because that's the only place I ever saw these different unique combos. Yeah. And then it's, like, then they don't do it in the actual game. That's kind of the, the only part that kind of gets me. Yeah, and I mean, if you don't have the luxury of, like, the Hall of Fame, like, I, I mean, we have the luxury of, like, a 30-minute drive to the Hall of Fame, so we're able to see, like, all the old-school jerseys and helmets and whatnot, but yeah. if it's, yeah, you know, like you're saying, if it wasn't for Madden, nobody would ever know what those things looked like, which is kind of sad, uh, considering, the his, like, how deep the history of the league is, but, um, yeah, it's just kind of a shame if you don't have, like, Madden or the Hall of Fame at your luxury. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know, it's kind of like... Um, I was thinking about I was actually watching the Pat McAfee show a couple days ago and they were talking about um, man I'm struggling with names today they just re-signed him on the Saints he's the backup quarterback Taysom Hill and they were talking they're like we don't think there's ever been a guy in history that's been like more versatile than like Taysom Hill right but then it's like when you watch like a football life or when you watch some of these old ESPN and 30 for 30s on like old NFL teams from the 40s and 50s and stuff Yeah, the dudes were literally one guy, I don't remember who it was, he played on the O-line he was the long snapper and he was a middle linebacker you know, and it's like that. all that yeah. kind of stuff is kind of forgotten about, I mean, I, it's, it's a different, different today. I yeah. mean there's so many more people in, in the sport that you don't really need a guy that versatile and yeah. nobody's, everyone's so specialized in their training now but like, you look at, like, guys like Otto Graham and just, like you are saying, those old-school guys that are these multi-positional players that can do pretty much whatever they please. Yeah. Just because they were so skilled and athletic at their time. You put, like, even the most mildly athletic guy in today's game in the 40s, and they could probably play whatever position you put them at. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. The, un- the uh, only one other thing about sinking back to the uniforms is like what is your take on like big grills like have you ever worn one been a fan of them you know liked them disliked them uh, what did you say it cut out sorry big grills like the overbuilt overbuilt face masks um I've never worn one no? um I my my opinion as long as you can see go world is yours and as long as they don't cause some sort of unnecessary safety hazard, yeah, which kind of don't cause some sort of unnecessary safety hazard, yeah, which kind of an oxymoron. But I mean, um, as long as they're not causing an, like an additional safety hazard, I, I'm I'm pro customization just because I like seeing uh, like the players get creative and see what they can actually come up with, like. The OBJ uh, Joker gloves that he had in the, uh, in uh, New York, I liked. Yeah. And he, even, he brought them here. Um, just I just like different sort of looking things. Um, so I, I really don't have a, a big opinion on them. The one thing I would like to see more players use is the big big old old school neck 
roll. Yeah. I had one of those sophomore year of high school. That thing was. I tell you what, you look a whole, you look a whole lot bigger with that thing on. Yeah, the toilet bowl. That's what we called it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. The the big girls to me was always the biggest one, and I wrote an article on my site like, I guess when this happened like five years ago, and they got rid of them, like because I, I was really pissed about it because all their reasoning just like made no sense to why to get rid of them as far as like vision weight um they're talking about like people like having a false sense of security of hitting harder and all these different things but it was like back then this is when everyone was using like um so i don't know if you're like super up on like face masks but there's been a ton of like material changes over the years um so there used to be you know it was basically just like standard steel from riddell Right, so you have the two bars or the one bar in the middle, and then they went over to the hollow steel, which had like the two. It's called the evil eyes, the bees, and the hollow steel was like the worst idea they ever had because it bent like crazy and like face masks were destroyed. That's when the that's when the they came out with that for the 360. Yeah, and it was just like a terrible idea to do hollow steel, so it failed, and then the 360 failed. And then, you know, but then they went to, like, stainless steel and all the other options that you can get in the titanium that are, like, so much lighter that, like, the argument against big girls as far as, like, vision and the weight and everything, it's just, like, none of it's valid anymore. And so it's, like, I would love to see them come back. The customs in general, I'm kind of, like, there's some people that do really cool custom face masks, but you also see some of the customs they, they create are just, like, just disgusting like it it's, yeah. it, it sucks to say because like I, i've worked with some of the companies but some of the things that people have them create are just like so overbuilt or just like so ugly in general that like i'm just i'm so not a fan um so like if, i think if they did introduce face masks back in i think the way they should do it is some of these designers or something should partner with riddell and then work on new customs that way and come up with different concepts because like if you just said like anything was on the table it'd be like impossible for it to per, like everything to pass standards and then like some stuff people would come out with would just be like just stupid looking so customs is kind of like it's like custom is such a fine balance with me about like what looks good and what doesn't and like the over overbuilt look was really in for like a year when it first came out and then it kind of just like faded out completely because like the stuff people were doing was just like too far. Yeah, I do. Have, I do actually have one question that I thought of. So, I just when I was looking back on like when I was playing, there was a few things that I would just think of if like if I did this different, I I wonder where I'd be. Is there anything that you've ever thought of like when you're playing days? Like if I did this different, I'd be in a different position may that be better or worse have you ever thought about that or um not really in football because like i've kind of just been limited to like yeah there was obviously times that i could like work harder and stuff but um so my thing was i was never the biggest or most like athletic guy on the field for sure i was definitely never the biggest i'm only six foot um and like when I played, I probably wasn't even six foot. So that was never my thing. But the thing for me was always like um, more, again, I'm struggling with worst day, but like the IQ of the game, like football IQ. Yeah. Um, so I kind of always, thing I will say is 
if I didn't play football, I would be so obese. It would 